Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bikini Podcast. This is episode 12, and today we're going to be talking about IFB Pro League Australian Nationals. As always, after the wrap-up, I'll be answering some basic listener question and answers. And of course, if anyone has any questions that you'd like to be heard on the next episode, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram and we can go from there. I also want to quickly mention for anyone that's listening that does not want constructive criticism that might be a little bit sensitive to it, please do not listen. Or if you feel that I've been a little bit too harsh on you, a little bit too critical, please feel free to send me a DM. I'm more than happy to discuss things with you in detail and to obviously make sure that, look, I want to see everyone grow as an athlete. And I'm very hard on my athletes. I'm very hard on everyone else because you know what? I want everyone to do well. We're lifting the standard. And I think the IFB Pro League Nationals in terms of the female divisions, at least in bikini categories, definitely have elevated in terms of what we've seen at the previous shows earlier this year. And it's great to see the standard rising. And I think that creating discussion and creating debate around these divisions will help inspire ladies to push it to the next level. So I'm only here to help. And I really enjoy the sport and obviously want to, reiterate that I want to see you ladies be the best version of you. And to be the best version of you, you need to hear constructive criticism. You need to want more out of your physique. You need to want more out of yourself. And in order to accept that, you need to listen to some constructive criticism. And it may not be from me. It could be from a judge. It could be from your coach. It could be from friends or family. But regardless, my intentions are pure to help you. And if um, more ladies could understand that, I'd really appreciate it. And if you don't, well, go fuck yourself. Now, look, I need to be completely transparent. I was not watching the figure divisions and I was not watching the physique divisions, the women's physique division. So I can't really give an accurate assessment of what my interpretation of what the physiques displayed on stage, because there is a big difference between being there in person and looking at it from an, you know, a member of the audience versus looking at photos on Instagram. And unfortunately, looking at these photos on Instagram, it's the first time I've seen these ladies and I can't really give an accurate assessment in terms of how they look because you know, when you're there in person, you get to see fibers moving, you get to see posing, you get to see presentation, or an energy on stage, and muscularity looks so much different compared to a 2D image on Instagram. So I was backstage helping out. Um, I had only two athletes in the show. Woo! Um, I'm both very proud of the ladies that I work with, and because of that, I was not you know, able to sort of watch the figure divisions because, as everyone knows, it was at the, at the competition. Figure was on, then physique was on, then I believe wellness, and then the bikini ladies. And um, I was obviously more interested in getting my ladies ready for the stage than watching figure and physique. But I did happen to catch the wellness category, which was really interesting to watch. So speaking of the wellness category, I'm actually on the IFB Pro League Instagram page, and I'm looking at the novice and open winners. So we've got novice and open winners. It must be the same category. All right, so in first place, we have Jacinda Sharkey. In second place, we've got Ariel Rose. And in third place, we have Jessica Mage. Now, if you're listening to your previous podcast, some of you may know that I was a big, big fan of Ariel Rose coming out of the IFB Pro League Victorian Championships as I was there in person. And I actually had the privilege to see Jacinda at the Queensland title as well. And I was actually quite impressed with her. But you know what? Sometimes you don't know how ladies are going to look next to each other until you see them in person. And I think... You know, most people that were there in attendance were pleasantly surprised with how good Jacinda really is. So I'm looking at the IFB Pro League Instagram page, and the first thing that I'm looking at and that I'm drawn to is Ariel's amazing structure from the front. Just the shoulder to the waist ratio, the quad separation, the quad size, everything just flows perfectly. And I'm a big fan of flow and proportion, and Ariel's is so aesthetically pleasing from the front. It's got very nice face as well to complement her physique. And I think obviously, just like in bikini, you know, you're going to be rewarded with your overall look and presentation. And I think Ariel's shot is so impressive to look at. I'm drawn to her immediately from the front. Um, as good as Jacinta is overall, I think, um, you know, it was definitely a battle between 
Jacinta and Ariel. I think Ariel might have definitely had the front shot. The side shots, I remember, were quite interesting. It was a good, it was a really good battle between the two of them because Jacinta has really good density in the legs, particularly her glute development, I think definitely stands out. If one thing that I could probably, you know, do I, first of all, do I agree with the decision? I think yes. You know, I thought Ariel to me was a favorite heading into the nationals, but I think seeing both of these ladies compared together, the only thing that I really felt let Ariel down was her posing and presentation. You know, Jacinda just looked like she, you know, had a little bit more experience on stage in terms of her walk to the rear. She definitely held her hips up high and she was walking really nicely with her glutes, very similar to like a lot of the bikini ladies. And I think that's something that these wellness ladies can sort of take onto their, you know, next competition for anyone interested in wellness, the category of wellness, pose like a bikini girl, you know, own your walk, have that confidence on stage. And I think, you know what, I think a lot of categories can sort of really take on that bikini type of vibe in terms of their personality on stage. It would be great to see, you know, physique competitor with the bikini level confidence. And, um, you know, I think that's something that, you know, one of the figure competitors, Gabrielle Lyon, did that quite well. She poses like almost like a bikini competitor, at least has that presentation and that aura on stage because, you know, she just, you know, we're talking about wellness and going to figure for a second, but Gabrielle just really had that presentation on stage. And that's something that a lot of people discussed after the show. And I think that's going to be rewarded in the future because if you're the only person that's rocking the stage, I mean, you stand out. It doesn't take a genius to work that one out. So going back to the wellness category, I think, um, you know, Jacinda's walk to the rear was excellent. You know, Ariel probably just dropped her hips a little bit. And I think it made her look a little bit lacking in the glute compared to Ariel with the walk to the rear. And when you're looking at these two athletes who are quite similar in terms of their development, what you're looking for is nitpicking certain areas where one lady might be better than the other. And I think the walk to the rear certainly was enough to nail the competition. And I think, you know, Ariel, should she have posed a little bit better, the result may have been a little bit different because obviously, you know, I'm a big, big fan of Ariel's physique. And I think this is only going to make her so much better for the next competition. I'm not too, too sure exactly when that next competition would be, but I would highly suggest for her to do the Arnold and keep competing because her posing and presentation is only going to get better and better and better. And I know that, you know, speaking with her and her partner, that she jumped into the Victorian Championships the last minute. And, you know, imagine with proper presentation, uh, sorry, imagine with proper preparation for her presentation. I'm sure that that would take her physique to the next level. And I mean, being as young as she is and the development that she has, it's only going to get better and better and better. So I'm actually very excited to see what Ariel can do for her next competition. And um, look, Jacinda, what can I say about her? The posing, presentation was perfect. Her, I think her overall flow and proportion looks quite good, particularly if you're looking for a bottom-heavy competitor. But she's bottom-heavy in terms of her development, but she's not necessarily lacking in delts because she has strong delt development. She's got nice arm development, which helps complement her very full legs. And um, she just, you know, if, a one, if you're looking at Jacinda, like just even on the Instagram page, it's like, what do you look like? You look like a wellness competitor, you know? So you can't be like, oh, this doesn't define wellness because she truly is a great representation of what, you know, they're looking for overseas. And it's very hard not to reward that physique as impressive as Ariel is because I'm a big fan of Ariel, as I keep mentioning. Now, Jessica um, in third, what do you think about her? Um, the conditioning was very good. I just don't think she probably flows as nicely as the other two ladies um, in terms of the proportion. And obviously, you know, working on a little bit more development 
um, overall to you know support that conditioning that she has would really help probably move her up. But against these two other competitors, it's very hard to do that. So it just so happens that you know you you really walked into the two of the best wellness competitors in the country. I'm not too sure if there's anyone else out there that would compete with these two ladies. So well done for Jess uh, Jessica for her third place finish. And I think um, you know I'm very keen to see what all three of these ladies do in the near future because you know. Wellness in Australia is going to be very, very interesting considering this is the first show. They have set the standard and they've set the bar very, very high. All right, so I've got the next category up. We've got the National Championship Zucchini Juniors. All right, so we've got Claire Bonacorso in first, Sharkamp in second, and Mayo McGrath in third place. Interesting, like I've got to be real, I actually didn't see these ladies compete on stage, which kind of sucks because I'm doing a wrap up, but I actually did manage to see Claire and Shay compete in the open division, so I can actually compare the two of them because they actually were getting compared next to each other for the open category. Now comparing the two ladies, I mean, it's absolutely insane. It's, you know, Claire's just got really nice flow, good proportion, small waist, really good presentation. Shai's just got really dense muscle, very, very good conditioning, probably, you know, within the top three to top five conditioning of the whole show. You know, probably I would say top three, not even top five, definitely top three conditioning for all the bikini competitors. And um, I didn't get to see Mayo compete, so I really can't comment on her, but I'm looking at the photo and I can see why she probably finished in third place because she's, you know, she's got a really nice flowing physique. The shoulder to waist ratio, she's got a very small waist, very comparable to Claire, just probably not in the same condition that Claire's in. That's probably why Claire got the nod over someone like Mayo. Now, why did Claire beat Shay? Or do I think that happened? I think it's probably a good decision because I think, you know, Shay still needs to work on her posing and presentation. It's something that she definitely improved on from the Victorian show. If anyone heard that wrap up, but I think, um, you know, Claire just, you know, when I saw her compete in the open, comparing her and Shay, I think that just her posing and presentation, her confidence on stage definitely stood out. And I just really like her overall structure and proportion. I think that Claire was definitely overlooked at the IFB Victorian championships where I felt like she won the junior division, the junior class definitely did not get rewarded there. Um, but I won't talk about that. I'm sure everyone knows my opinion on that. But justice was served with a new judging panel uh, for the IFB Pro League Nationals with MJ being the head judge. And I'm glad that, you know, Claire was the deserving winner. And I think Shay in second is, you know, a, definitely a fair decision, just her muscularity and her conditioning. You know, I think in order for Shay to move up, it's just, you know, improving the right areas in terms of her overall flow and proportion. I think that's why Claire may have got the nod over her. And I think working on that posing as well, just to help, Give her that extra bit of oomph on stage would really, you know, put her into the top spot. But, um, you know, I haven't got really much to say, in the neg- uh, much negative to say about this division because I think, um, you know, provided that there was no other girls in the top five that were look, you know, overlooked, which, you know, from the people that I spoke to at the competition, I don't think that was the case. So I think this is a very fair decision. I'm pretty happy with the result. Now, moving on to the Bikini Masters division, I was so disappointed that there were only two competitors on stage. It's the nationals, Australian nationals, ladies, why weren't any of you masters competitors there? I do not know. You would have put yourself in a position to be in the top three. I mean, we had some competitors from Victoria, we had competitors from every state that obviously did well. I mean, if you won your state, why wouldn't you go to nationals? I mean, if you're Victorian, come on, you won the Victorian title. Why wouldn't you do nationals two weeks later? It blows my mind. You've missed your opportunity to compete and not just to compete, but to compete against the best and obviously at the plenary, which is a damn cool arena. Anyway, so we have Melissa in first and Michelle in second. Do I agree with the decision? Yes. Michelle, absolute legend. Love chatting you backstage. 
you know, really, really cool vibes. And um, I didn't get a chance to really speak to Melissa, but I'm definitely a fan of her physique. I think, you know, she's just flows really well, really good condition. And, um, you know, she even belonged really, she compared really well in the open lineups. Um, and I think, you know, she's got a great physique and yeah, pretty, um, pretty standard division. What can I say about two competitors? A little bit disappointing, as I mentioned, but you know, you master's competitors out there that are listening, if you are listening, or if you know a master's competitor, tell them if you do well at your state show. And if you got an opportunity to get better for nationals, do nationals, you know, do nationals. All right, so we're going to be moving on to the Bikini Novice A class. We've got Christina and Jelly in first place. We've got Jessica Dixon in second place. And we've got Priscilla Escobar in third place. So what do I think about this? Look, I thought this was, you know, a, a reasonable decision. Christina, to me, you know, was a massive, massive standout on the day. I was extremely impressed with the physique. I believe she's from New South Wales um, placed second over there um, to Rachel's overall winner. Um, Rach didn't really do that well. I'm not too sure why she didn't do so well at nationals, but um, yeah, Christina, what can I say about her? Just amazing V-taper. The shape, the overall flow proportion, her confidence on stage was there. I loved her tan. I loved her bikini color, I loved her hair and makeup. Spot on the money. I mean, you cannot go past Christina if you're on a stage. I mean, look, I'll talk about her a little bit later because obviously she was in the open as well and also in the overall, but big, big fan of her physique. Um, Jessica in second, I think um, definitely improved from when I've seen her last. Um, I definitely like her, you know, crazy V-tape. She's got really wide, broad shoulders. The clavicles are wide, you know, got nice, you know, complete development. The glutes are there. The hamstrings are there. The calves are there. You know, it's just um, so happens that you're, you know, you rock up against someone like Christina. I mean, it's very, very hard to beat someone like that. And just to explain the depth of the competition of you know, this cat of this class, we've got Priscilla, who was the overall Queensland title winner who placed third in the novice category. So this goes to show you the competitor depth at nationals was very, very high. And I mean, you know, what would Priscilla need to do to sort of move up to the top spot? I just think, you know, her overall structure and frame is quite nice to look at. She is a true bikini competitor. I think, you know, just a little bit more size in the right areas, developing the shoulders more, developing the, the legs more, the glute development in comparison to Christine. I think Christina had just really full development and it she flowed probably the best out of these three ladies and, and definitely had the best conditioning. So when it comes down to winning, you know, provided that, you know, you've got the development, why did Christina win? Conditioning was amazing. The best conditioning of the three. Her flow, she has probably the best flow of the three. Her presentation was up there. I can't recall um, if she had the best presentation of the three, but I definitely think it was of high caliber. I did not have a problem with her presentation on stage. So conditioning, size, symmetry, flow, proportion, and presentation win shows. And Christine is a perfect example of that. That is exactly what the fuck I've been bitching about for the for all the previous wrap-ups. That is a true representation. Christina is a true representation of what bikini should look like. I mean, that is bikini. If you don't know what bikini is, look at Christina. That is what it is. I'm so sick and tired of all the people like, oh, they're going for a soft look, Troy. No, they aren't going for a soft look. Certain people are rewarding a soft look right? And brought in new judging, judging panel, head judge, yo, head judge does a call outs. MJ, thank you for judging. Put that bitch right in the middle. Christina owned that shit one fair and square. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, when the judging isn't up to, to standard, change it, you know, try something different. And, you know, big props to Tony Doherty for bringing in MJ for the head judge. 
great decision. Also gave a lot of you know confidence to the ladies backstage knowing that there was a different judging panel. Having felt like there were some bad decisions, and obviously, obviously, I believe that there were some bad decisions, but not just it's not about me, it's about the competitors, right? So you're giving the competitors some confidence in and knowing that there's change in the sport. And you know, I'm I'm very grateful that you know MJ was judging and Tony obviously you know, perhaps initiated that and um, well done for Tony Doherty for getting that done because, you know what, this is an example of what bikinis, you know, should look like. Christina, legend physique, you know, legend physique. If anyone saw her in person, she just stood out from a mile away. Since she walked out, I was just like, oh shit, this bitch is going to compete for the overall title. You know, that's how good she was. Like as soon as she walked out, I was like, fuck. (laughs) She's quite impressive. So um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the result. So moving on to the next category, we have Bikini Class Novice B. We've got Kristen Schultz in first place, second place, Jessica Round, and third place, we've got Rachel Buckingham. So, you know, what I think about the winner, Kristen, I mean, significantly improved from her state title. I mean, big, big example of someone who dedicates themselves to doing whatever they can in the time frame, the two-week time frame she had, I believe, to nationals and just bring in a much more complete physique, tighter, 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 conditioning, wins shows provided the developments there and i think she had enough development to win the conditioning obviously stood through her posing a presentation she's got a true bikini look just a very nice bikini looking frame um, the posing was there the presentation as i mentioned and i can't really say anything bad about Kristen in terms of you know what she brought to the stage just moving up to the, the open categories i think she probably needs a little bit more development um, but obviously she knows that but winning a novice you know national novice title is no joke because there are some really, really good novice competitors at this show. And, um, you know, congrats to Kristen for taking out the win. Jessica in second, love her shoulders, shoulder to waist ratio, her size and her leg, the nice glute density. I think, you know, what would probably move her up to the top spot just needs a bit more condition. I think second and third. So Jessica in second, Rachel in third, the same thing needs to be tighter. I mean, if you want to knock Kristen off, you know, for example, if they had another couple of weeks to diet down, Perhaps the decision could have been different because they've got a little bit more size over Kristen, but I just think that maybe conditioning let them down in terms of taking up the top spot. But I'm being very nitpicky because both of these ladies obviously have been rewarded with top three finish and much deserving of that top three finish. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, when you're going to compete, you always go for the win. It's like, what do I need to do to be my best self? And the answer is always condition. Get as conditioned as possible, and then obviously making sure that you carb up as much as possible to fill out the muscle that you have, and then best display it on stage with really good posing and presentation, because those are the things you can control. Development perhaps takes time, but you can carb up correctly. You can pose correctly. You can get in condition if you do a proper contest prep, but a lot of people don't, and they make excuses, and they, oh, blah, 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 this shit. It's like, diet down and get as lean as possible, carb up, make sure you're nice and full, and present the best version of you, and you will never be disappointed. But, you know, I think both, uh, all three of these ladies can do really well in the open categories, in the, definitely in the near future. Just need to, you know, improve on their development a little bit more, keep working on their posing presentation, because that's something that gets taken up another level when you're competing against seasoned open competitors. And obviously, you know, coming in that tight, super tight condition that you saw all the, you know, open winners display and, you know, compete in the overall title. A lot of them, we're very, very tight. So we are going to the next category, which was my favorite category. Uh, we have Bikini Novice Class Number C. So we got first place, we've got Olivia. We got Liv, Liv the physiotherapist. And we've got second, we've got Pamela Hernandez, my girl, Pam, Pam, Pam. And in third, we've got Taylor Carter. So what I think about this, 
Pam, my girl, you know, I think Olivia just, um, you know, I, f- I felt like Olivia definitely won this fair and square. Her conditioning, I think Olivia and Pamela probably had the two best conditioned physiques of the show, and I'd throw in Shai Kemp um, as the third competitor. So props to all three ladies for really bringing in a super hard conditioned look because that's certainly what they presented. Just that side glute pop that both Olivia and Pam had was just gnarly looking. It was just just popping like crazy on stage during the transition. The glute development is very, very full from the rear. Um, what I felt like, you know, obviously I've discussed this with Pamela, but, you know, what I believe that gave Olivia the nod over Pam was probably, you know, just have a little bit more stage experience in her posing and presentation um, because I think, you know, at certain points, um, you know, Pam probably just adjusted, needed to readjust her shoulder just to balance it off to complement her physique because she definitely improved on her package from the Queensland titles um, in terms of her conditioning, in terms of her posing and presentation. But I think Olivia just had that presentation nailed down a little bit more and which obviously helped her take that overall spot. But super impressed with Liv's physique. As soon as I saw her, I mean, Renee, Renee, you listen to this. I told you Olivia was going to do well. Um, I, I sort of told you, you're bitching and complaining about me and all this crap. But no, I was obviously very impressed with Liv. Um, and props for uh, Liv's partner to, you know, for bringing her in an amazing condition. So he obviously knows what he's doing. And um, yeah, what can I say about that? Like, I'm very keen to see what Olivia does next. I'm not too sure when her next competition is. Pam, on the other hand, we know what we're going to do to bring in the best possible version of her. Um, we're working on probably doing it the Arnold's um, next year. So watch out. You girls are going to do the Arnold's because Pam's going to come in super conditioned and we're going to bring her in bigger and fuller. So y'all got to watch out. Taylor Carter in third place, respectable third. Structure is very good to look at. That shoulder waist ratio, love it. Good side leg in terms of the, you know, the muscle density and the glute, the quads there. Um, in terms of moving up to second or first place for Taylor, I think just needs a bit more condition. You know, it probably a very, very tough, probably the toughest novice category of, of them all with, um, you know, Liv and Pamela coming in super, super hard condition. I think Taylor probably, you know, lacked that condition when it comes to, you know, taking the first or second spot, but definitely no slouch overall flow and proportions quite nice to look at. Um, I was definitely impressed with Taylor's physique, much, much improved from the Victorian title, which is good to see. But um, yeah, I just think, you know, tough luck for Taylor rocking up and seeing these two conditioned freaks in the same division. I was upset that Livia was in the same category as Pamela. I was like, shit, going to compete against this fucking giant conditioned glute popping machine. All right. So we are going to the next category, which was one of the categories that I was very much looking forward to, which is the bikini open A class. So we have two state overall Victorian uh, sorry, Victorian state overall champions, one Victorian overall champion and one being the Western Australian overall champion in Shana and Lisa. Lisa was a Victorian. Shana was the Western Australian. So you got Shana in first, second, Lisa Zekarenko, third, we got Claire again. Claire was the junior winner that we spoke about before with a nice pleasing structure. So what did I think about this decision? I actually agree with it. First, second, third was quite fair. I think Shana just um, was a very convincing winner. As soon as I saw her walk out, I've never seen her in person compete before. I was super, super impressed. Just her shoulder to waist ratio just was just boom in your face compared to the other ladies. I mean, she's got the conditioning. She's got the size. She's got the flow. She's got the proportion. You've got the whole package. And when the whole package walks out on stage, you're just like, oh shit, it's game fucking over. And it was very much the same with the novice class B winner in Christina. As soon as she walked out, I just knew that she won her category. You know, you're almost... 
when a competitor is that good, you almost don't need to compare them, but obviously you do need to compare them, but you just don't expect anyone else to look that good in that category. That's how impressive Shayna was. And obviously being the eventual overall winner, definitely a well-deserving winner of the big, uh, the open A class. So going to second place, Lisa Zakarenko. I mean, definitely an improved package from the Victorian title in terms of the conditioning. I thought um, she was a lot better. Posing and presentation, again, as I mentioned on the Victorian wrap-up, is immaculate. Unbelievable walk to the rear. Her glute fullness in that walk to the rear is really second to none. But, you know, to critique her physique, what I think she should, you know, work on possibly for her next competition, whether it's the Arnold or whether it's mid-year, whether it's nationals, I'm not too sure what her plans are. But moving forward, more condition. Condition, condition, condition. She has a size in glute. She's got decent size in her legs. I think bringing up her upper body to match, to complement her leg development when comparing to other ladies like Shayna, a little bit exposed in the upper body area in terms of width. And I think that's something that can be improved on for future shows. And as you get in better condition, you'd be surprised with the amount of size that you may not have. So I think in order for Lisa to take the top spot, um, you know, in future shows at a national level show, a pro card level show, is to come in better condition. That's something that I mentioned at the Victorian wrapper. Um, and I think that's something that she'll need to work on for future if she wants to compete for the top dog spot. Moving to the third place winner in Claire. I mean, we spoke about Claire before. We, I spoke about Claire before. I'm doing the wrap up by myself. Very, very nice package. Really good flow proportion. Um, I just want to see more size in that frame, particularly in the open class. I think, you know, in the very near future, she's probably going to get a pro card. Same thing with Lisa. Lisa's going to get a pro card. Claire's going to get a pro card. Oh, your motherfucker's getting pro cards. It's just a matter of fine tuning your physique. You know, Claire needs a bit more development, you know, keeping that conditioning consistent. And I think with more development with her physique, that conditioning is going to improve because the muscle density is going to be there. And I think Lisa obviously needs to, as I mentioned, come in a bit tighter. Um, I think Shayna really brought in, you know, a very, very good benchmark package for ladies to understand that that is what you need to look like in terms of winning a pro card, in terms of conditioning, in terms of size, symmetry, proportion, and flow. Because, you know, look, Shayna can still work on her physique and she still needs to improve on her physique for future shows, especially, you know, with her pro debut, if she's going to be doing the Arnold, I'm sure she is because she got invited by being the winner of nationals. But, um, you know, to be awarded as an amateur for your pro card, you know, Shayna's a very good example of what the benchmark standard is in terms of conditioning, right? I say it all the time. Conditioning will win shows if you have the development, she has the flow, the proportion, it's all there. But, um, you know, it definitely helps when you've got a head judge in MJ rocking up that rewards a pro look. So I'm very happy to have seen this and, um, you know, congrats to all three ladies for, you know, top three at nationals and open class A, a very tough open class was very good to see. So, you know, moving on to the next category, we have one of my favorites again. So uh, bikini open class B, we've got Christina winning, definitely one of my favorites. We've got Melissa Crowther in second place. That was the Masters winner. Legend, legend, legend. And in third place, we've got Jessica Round, who was, I believe, second place in the novice category. You know, what more can I say about these ladies? We've already spoken about them before. Um, Christina, just again, amazing proportion. Very, very nice conditioning. A really great package. And I think she is serving notice. She's going to be very, very dangerous when she decides to compete on the amateur stage again. And I'm very excited to see her. Melissa placing second. I mean, no slouch. Conditioning was there. It's so good to see ladies with condition being rewarded, right? Because not everyone came in shape, but these two ladies rocked the stage. They came in shape, presented their best version of themselves. 
and obviously landed in the top two placing. Jessica, as I mentioned before, really good overall flow proportion, really nice V taper. I love her leg size. In terms of size-wise, you know, from the front at least, I haven't got a rear shot here. I'm looking on the Pro League Instagram page. The development's there. You know, what else can you work on apart from when the development's there, particularly in the front shot? You obviously need to work on condition. You need to work on your posing and presentation. That's something that Jessica can look at, you know, if she's potentially doing another show, if she's doing the Arnold's or having time off. I think, you know, she's going to do very, very well once she nails that condition because the size is there. And once the size is there in bikini, you just need a little bit of fine-tuning here, you know, and obviously what I just mentioned, and you're going to be moving up to to the top spot. So really nice top three. Um, again, no complaints about this category. I thought the judging was spot on, so woohoo! So we're moving on to Bikini Open Class C. So we've got first place, we've got Rachel. Second place, we've got Pam, my girl. And in third place, we've got Bridget. So first time seeing Bridget in, in person. Actually had a conversation backstage, I'm pretty sure. Really lovely lady. Um, you know, what does she need to do to move up to the top spot or at least second place move up a spot? A little bit better conditioning. I think the size is there. The leg size is definitely there. The shoulder width is there. Um, the posing and presentation wasn't too bad from memory. Um, maybe a little bit light in color. I think that probably might have let her down, especially when, you know, if you're a little bit light in color and tan and the conditioning isn't 100%, you really get let down. So conditioning is very important, but making sure that you have the right color to present that conditioning is equally as important. So with, as I mentioned, I spoke about Pam before, like I was very happy with the package that she brought, you know, conditioning, like I mentioned, I felt like was top three of the show. Um, I probably had a winning this category, but, you know, maybe some people might've seen me being a little bit biased. Um, which is fine, but you know, Rachel obviously well-deserving winner. Um, she also won the Open Class C in Queensland as well, um, which Pam placed second. So they but they repeated the Queensland show, um, but obviously they forgot about all the other states. The other all the other girls um, that competed in this class got got sort of owned from the other states. But yeah, I mean, top three did I have them in the top three? Everyone's pretty consistent, so you know, I've got real no major complaints about this. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go to the next category, which is Open Class D, which was probably the toughest category to judge I felt. So we had, you know, Olivia again in first place, second place we got Courtney and third place we got Morgan Northrop. So wow, this was a tough 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 division to judge and um you know, do I think they got it right? I think so. I think um you know, it certainly wasn't easy and I and you know what, when the judging is is close sometimes you know, there's the big difference between being a disaster of a decision and having an opinion going, oh, you know what? I think I might've had Pam winning over Rachel because blah, blah, blah. But you're not going to really go, oh, that's a disgusting decision because, you know, the other competitor looked quite good herself. So same thing with this open category in class D. You look at it and go, all right, do I really have a problem with this? No. Were there other people that might have slided, you know, slid into the top three? I think so. But would I personally have anyone in the top three? No. Could you have an argument for other ladies being in the top three? Most certainly, yes. So Liv, did I have a winning? Most certainly, yes. I just thought that her overall package was definitely second to none. Just the conditioning side of things. I mean, when you're on stage and you're transitioning, like you're in your, you know, your front or your side shot, whatever you like to call it, and you transition to the rear and you're the only one that's got that extreme glute conditioning, that glute pop, it just really stands out and she really shines in those transitions. And of course, you know, you need that, condition complemented by well-developed glutes. And and obviously Liv's case, she probably had the most well-developed glutes on the stage. The other two ladies definitely have glute development, but when you're combining glute development and that type of conditioning, it's so very hard to ignore because you just stand out. And I remember seeing the call out and Liv actually started the top call out on the far left. 
and worked her way in. She kept posing and posing. They kept doing comparisons and rightly so they moved live right in the middle and, you know, she posed the way to the win. And when you're in that type of conditioning, you just go, you know what? I keep comparing you and you're really winning this shot. You're really winning this shot. And the next thing you know, she just moves over to the, the next competitor, the next competitor. The next thing you know, you're in the middle and you're getting compared for, you know, for first, second place. Now, talking about the second place finisher in Courtney, I mean, I really love her physique. Just structurally so aesthetically pleasing to look at. That shoulder waist ratio, that waist is probably, you know, my personal favorite on stage in the tall class. I just love her overall shape and proportions and um, really pretty girl, nice smile as well, which helps really complement her physique and makes her stand out on stage. And, um, you know, what would I sort of critique her on possibly to move up to the top spot? Just a little bit more conditioning. I, f- I thought that, you know, Courtney's rear relaxed, or not rear relaxed, we're not talking bodybuilding here. The rear pose, sorry, for bikini was absolutely outstanding. The outer glute fullness that she has, just the glute hamstring tying, you know, she really sort of shines when she's in her set shot. And I was just like, wow, that's so impressive to look at. Where I felt Liv possibly won the show was, as I mentioned, just in the transition when she was moving, the glute conditioning, the pop, um, her walk and her presentation. Whereas Courtney looked very impressive just standing there. So the standing in the front shot, super impressive. Standing in the rear shot, super impressive because her shape really stands out. And when I say shape, for any people sort of like, oh, what are you talking about? You're talking about conditioning? You're talking about, I'm talking about muscle shape development, the silhouette of her physique. So Courtney probably has, in my opinion, one of the best bikini silhouettes, the shoulder to waist ratio, the glute shape, everything's just there. I'm a big fan of the taller ladies as well. I just personally like that look, or I suppose a long limb look really helps, um, you know, these ladies stand out on stage and, you know, big fan of Courtney. Just want to probably see her in a little bit better condition to compete for the top spot. And I thought I actually went to the Queensland show and I saw Courtney compete in person. I thought she probably was a bit hard done by in the overall. I definitely had her winning that. But, um, you know, second place in this category is definitely no slouch, uh, <laughs> no slouch achievement because, you know, Liv was obviously fantastic on the day and um, it would be interesting to see Courtney compete again. I'm not too sure when she'll be competing again. The developments there may be a little bit more size in the right areas on a taller frame and obviously coming in a little bit tighter would really help her physique. So in third place, we had Morgan. Um, definitely well, very much well improved from the Victorian show. I thought her posing... As great of a poser Morgan is, uh, I think I spoke about in the last podcast, just the transitions from the rear, um, definitely fixed that, much tighter physique. Also, um, I, I think, you know, these three ladies are so different, but they all have really nice physiques. And Morgan's front shot, to me, I just like the overall flow and proportion of that shot. Very impressive. I think uh, I might have mentioned earlier that this is probably the toughest lineup out of all the lineups I've seen at Nationals, apart from obviously the overall and, um, you know, Morgan, what would she need to do to sort of move up? I mean, just, I guess a little bit tighter. That's the, it's, just, it's always about conditioning. So it's like, all right, if we're rewarding Liv, why are we rewarding her? I think the conditioning in the glute hamstrings, the conditioning in the midsection was there. And obviously the posing presentation, everything complemented Liv's physique because of the development's there. But to put things into perspective for people that are listening, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of conditioning, but imagine if Olivia was two kilos or even a kilo of body fat on her, you know, evenly distributed throughout her physique, the condition wouldn't be there. We wouldn't have so much pop in transitions. And that may have, you know, slid her down to second or third place potentially in this lineup because Liv's conditioning is what, in my opinion, you know, put her in the middle when they were doing the comparisons because, 
you know, when you compare someone and you see them move all the time, the conditioning really pops, it's hard to ignore them. And if you put a kilo of body fat on Liv, she wouldn't have that same effect. And this is what I'm saying when I'm talking about conditioning win shows when the development's there. If you are a well-developed bikini competitor, why not diet down and get in the best shape possible and put yourself in a position to be competing for that number one spot? At the Olympia level, conditioning wins, obviously with symmetry proportion. If, you, if you're talking about the Olympia for a second, imagine having Issa Pacini a kilo heavier than, than she was at the show. I mean, when I'm saying a kilo, I'm talking about kilo of body fat. How would it affect her physique? How would her transitions look? You know, put Angelica Texera another kilo on her. She goes from, you know, first place last year to third place this year with an extra kilo of body fat. She's going to be sliding outside the top five because it's that tight and elite level. And it's the same thing at a national level competition in Australia when we're talking about who's going to get rewarded a pro card. And obviously, I'm going to be talking about the overall in a minute. And I think, you know, conditioning, proportion, flow obviously won that. And um, I'll get to that in a second. But going back to this category, I mean... You know, those two ladies in terms of Courtney and Morgan, a little bit more condition just to, you know, compete against someone like Olivia because Olivia's, what can I say? I've, I've, I've given her so much praise because, you know, when you have someone that does everything in their power to make it happen, when you're talking about conditioning, when you're talking about presentation, it's hard not to like them. It's not, to, it's very hard not to like someone that's in really, really good shape because they stand out and you just know that they worked hard. And obviously Liv's are actually a really nice lady as well, which also helps. And, um... Interesting with this category as well, we had a few other ladies in the mix um, that were potentially in the mix, I should say, before the competition. Maria, probably a little bit disappointed in her performance. Um, you know, she's competed since the mid-year. And when you're in shape, like Maria's been in really, really good condition. You're in shape since the mid-year pro qualifier. It's very, very hard on your physique to maintain that level of conditioning. Even if you bring your calories back up and back down, it's just so very hard on the body. And when you're competing all the time and trying to peak for all these different shows, I think that's probably what cost Maria, um, you know, obviously a top three placing. What I would love to see is Maria at her all-time best in this lineup. And I think with respect to, you know, possibly Courtney and Morgan, I think she would compare very well to Liv because they've got similar physiques in certain shots. Like Liv's got that really crazy side glute in that front shot, as does Maria when she's in her best condition. So it would have been so very interesting to see Maria in her top condition against uh, these three girls. And obviously, you know, we didn't get to see that. So we're only judging what, you know, I'm only commenting on what, um, you know, what I've seen at nationals, but it would have been great to see Maria in top condition. But look, it's probably a great idea for Maria to have a bit of a rest now anyway, but I'm very keen to see what she does in the future. As everyone knows, I've crowned her the people's champ because she is the people's champ, but, um, you know, obviously didn't do the best at nationals, but obviously I think a bit worn down in a physique and that's fair enough. Now, who else we had in this category? I believe we had Anastasia. Um, Anastasia, if anyone hasn't seen her, um, blonde, just really, really nice structure, overall proportion and flow, small waist, really good taper in the delts, really good conditioning from the front, probably not so much from the rear. I think if Anastasia could bring in her glute hamstrings, she would look unbelievable and she'd be certainly competing for a top three place in this type of caliber lineup. But again, you know, when you're talking about the best of the best, if you're not bringing that gnarly condition, if you let it slide, you know, you're not going to get into the top three. And obviously I feel like a lot of these ladies are very similar in terms of having nice, aesthetically pleasing physiques. They all have their strengths and weaknesses, but when you're talking about landing in the top three spot, you need to have condition. You have to have some sort of conditioning, obviously flow and development and posing and presentation certainly going to help. But when you've got a few ladies in really good condition, you know, provided that the top three, all of them are in excellent condition, you're going to get knocked out of that top three every time. 
because conditioning will always be rewarded. And I also believe we had another competitor, uh, Taylor Carter. That's right. She was also in this tour class and Taylor, I believe was third place to live and Pam in novice class C. So we've got someone that placed third in, in a tough, very tough novice class that did not get in the top three in an open class. I mean, that goes to show you the caliber of competition. Cause as I mentioned with Taylor's physique structure is very beautiful to look at. Um, her posing wasn't too bad as well. I thought, and I just thought, you know, it's a conditioning game at this level when, you know, you've got so many girls that rock up in shape, you really need to bring it. And I think Taylor's obviously going to come back and, um, and look at pictures and say, you know what, I've got the size, I've got the development. This, what, what can we work on right now? And that's getting a little bit better condition. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the ladies out there that have been sort of anticipating what's going to happen at nationals, are they going to reward a certain look? With the right judging, a pro look will be rewarded. And obviously the conditioning is very consistent amongst all winners. And it's great to see that so many ladies really brought gnarly condition. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of that. So it was really exciting to see. Now, moving on to the most important part of the review is the overall. Now I'm on the IFB Pro League Instagram page and there isn't a photo of all the four ladies in the overall, but I know obviously who there are. So we've got, just a reminder, so you've got the open class winner to get Shayna. Um, you've got Christina, you've got Liv, and you've got Rach. So, you know, what did I think of this one by one? Um, my personal opinion, well, first and foremost, congratulations, Shayna, for winning. Um, just, you know, unbelievable structure. The proportions are just there. I think, um, you know, for me personally, it was a two-woman race between Shayna and Christina. I thought both of them sort of stood out to me. Um, as much as, as impressive, as impressed sorry, as I was by Liv, I think, um, you know, being a taller girl, you just got to fill out that frame a little bit more just to compete. You know, it's when you're a shorter lady, you just look a lot fuller in the right areas. And I think Shayna and both Christina, to me, really stood out. Um, and I believe that they were in the middle and they put Rach and Liv on the outside. Um, Rach is very nice, you know, structurally pleasing to look at from the front shot, really small aesthetic waist. Um, you know, what Liv would need to do to move up to the top spot in terms of this lineup specifically is just probably fill out a little bit more in the delts um, just to balance off her legs because, you know, when it came to someone like Shayna, just that unbelievable shoulder-to-waist ratio. And Christina definitely had that as well. And I think, I think that's something that Rage can also improve on, just building up that upper back thickness, building up those delts um, and coming in a little bit better condition. Um, I thought Liv obviously was one of the most conditioned ladies of the show, but in this overall lineup, you know, Shayna got the nod because she had probably a little bit more better balance and flow um, and obviously had very, very good posing. So, you know, going to Christina versus Shayna, how did I have it? Look, I thought it was very tough when I was comparing the two of them because they were both very, very close. And it's like, who do you like? You know, my personal opinion, um, I don't have a problem with Shayna winning, but I definitely had Christina winning. I gave a slight edge to her just because I thought, you know, from top to bottom flow just a little bit better. I thought Shayna might've been a little bit top heavy, um, lacking a little bit of quad depth in terms of, you know, when you're comparing to Christina, the walk to the rear, I thought maybe Christina had a little bit more rounded outer glutes, but I mean, I'm picking like the smallest details off this. Do I have a problem with this decision? Definitely not because I really like Shana's physique, just her unbelievable V taper and structure. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing her compete at the Arnold in a pro debut and Christina. Well, I don't know when she's competing next, but She's going to be extremely dangerous for everyone that is going to compete, whether she's doing the Arnolds and we're doing media, doing nationals next year. I think, you know, it obviously doesn't, you never know who's going to rock up. You never know who's going to compete in the day. But if Christina comes in at the very worst with this package, 
it's going to be a big problem for everyone. She's going to be a very, very big problem for everyone. But thinking about the amount of improvements that she could potentially make up until the next competition, you know, that's nothing is ever shut the gates, but that's a very, very big problem for anyone that's going to compete. And I think any ladies out there that are listening, have a look at Christina, have a look at Shana and go, this is the standard right now because these two ladies were battling for the overall and for the pro card. And if you want to compete, compare yourself against the best and think about what you can do with your physique to create that symmetry, that flow, that balance, and that conditioning. Because Christina and Shana obviously had very, very good conditioning with that complemented with a nice flowing physique and posing and presentation. So control all variables. If you can be a better poser, if you can present yourself better, work on it. If you can get in better condition, diet your fucking ass off. And then obviously, you know, making sure that once you diet down and you get in that condition, it's not a dieting contest. So you don't want to be depleted and look like shit and have no glutes because, oh, it's impressive that this person's in condition. No, it is not impressive when you're in condition and you've got no pop and development. It is not a dieting contest. I want to make, there's a big difference between, you know, me saying, all right, I love conditioning, but I do not love conditioning when it when you diet the muscle off. And there are a lot of people that think that I'm in really good condition. I'm going to post these photos when photos don't show a 3d look, you want to have a 3d round muscle with complete development complemented with really good condition. And I think that some ladies miss the mark and they don't understand that it is a bikini contest. You want to have development. You want to be full in the right areas, but you have to have that conditioning to win. And Christina and Shana for me was a, you know, a perfect example of what bikini is in Australia. Liv, obviously, you know, I'm a big, big fan of her. And Rach has got a very nice aesthetic, small waist, good flowing proportions. And obviously she's going to develop her physique and come back and be knocking on the door as well. And I think, you know, it's fair to say that all four of these ladies are most likely going to get a pro card in the very near future. It's just a matter of when. Obviously, we don't have many pro cards that are available in Australia. So some of these ladies might choose to go overseas. They might compete in Columbus. They might do a overseas qualifier in Japan or wherever it might be, but these ladies will all be pros and I'm sure they'll be competing and representing Australia at a high level very, very soon. So it's going to be very, very difficult for the amateur competitors out there to be awarded a pro card, but that's exactly what we want because we want Australians to go to Olympia and in order for that to happen, you know, this, you know, the bikini athletes in Australia need to step the game up. And I felt like this nationals was a true representation of what Australia can offer. And there were so many ladies with pro card potential, with really good conditioning, with really good symmetry, proportion, balance that can potentially be rewarded. And the ladies that weren't rewarded, the scary thing is, and the great thing is, is that they're going to come back even better next time. They're going to come back with fuller development. They're going to come back with better presentation. They're going to come back with better conditioning. So the ladies that are listening out there, have a Bunsen burner lit up your ass and be fucking motivated because you need to get after it because these girls are going to get better and you need to bring your best package if you want to be rewarded because bikini in Australia right now is no joke. All right. So that'll do for the wrap up of the IFA Pro League Australian Nationals. Now I'm just going to get into some quick listener questions. The first question I've got is how do you assess the line between fullness and, and spilling over? So it's very easy to see. I mean, like if you're an experienced coach or just an athlete in general, you know, when you're flat, you're flat, you don't have muscle fullness. You don't have you know a lot of vascularity. There's just no pump to the muscle. It looks deflated. And even the skin looks a bit different. So a lot of the ladies out there that when it comes to carving up, you just, and you see them really, really flat. It's because they've got a lot of lines in their, in the, in the lower glute hamstring area. 
And that doesn't really fill out until you're probably carved up. There's always going to be some sort of creasing or some sort of skin there, but it's very much obvious when the ladies aren't full. So there's a few signs that I look at to see if someone's full or not. And this doesn't mean that everyone is the same. This is just some examples of what I see in people's physiques. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's consistent with what your physique might look like. You know, um, so obviously I look at the scale. I look at photos for comparisons. I, in peak week, I get photos every day, videos every day. I prefer videos, but at the very least photos every day, I make comparisons. I look at the weight. I look at how much food I'm giving. I monitor the food. If I'm not filling out, I increase food. If we're filling out perfectly, then I don't touch the food. If we fill out early, I remove the food and then cruise into the show. So it's, it takes a real specialized eye to sort of know how f- you know full someone needs to be. Like, um, I'm not sure if anyone was sort of you know, paying attention backstage at IFV Pro League Nationals, but the amount of food that I gave Pamela, for example, was ridiculous. Three boxes of Exo Crunch, for example, to fill out. And a lot of people would be scared to give an athlete that much food. But if you look at her conditioning, did she spill over? Certainly not. But we had, you know, like I said, top three conditioning of the whole show. And I say top three because I don't want to say, oh, she had the best conditioning of the show, but definitely top three and didn't spill over. Now, why did I give her so much food? Because I was analyzing her photos and her, well, in real life, sorry, on the day of the show, I was analyzing her in person. Um, and, you know, when the physique isn't responding and you're flattening out, I could see after the, you know, I took photos first thing in the morning and, you know, three hours after the first meal, I could see that she was flattening out and I gave her a lot of food. So I thought, okay, what do I need to do here? I need to give her a shitload more. So then I kept feeding her, kept feeding her, kept feeding her. And I was paying attention. I went backstage after every meal, before every meal and after every meal. And I said, you know what? We started eating every hour and a half, even having carbs in between meals. So a hell of a lot of cereal just to, to make sure that there was very much light in the stomach. I won't go into too much detail about that, but I could just see in her physique, she wasn't feeling out as much as I needed her to. So I just kept feeding her and feeding her. So you can have a conversation with Pamela and ask her how much food she had and she can tell you. But the ladies backstage knew that all she was doing was eating and eating and eating because she needed the food to fill out. Her metabolism was on fire. And that doesn't mean that everyone's like that because they're not. So you need to have an eye for you know muscle filling out and experience with it and saying, okay, I've given you X amount of carbs. This is how much water we've had and making a logical assessment of what's going on in front of you. If someone's filling out and you're taking photos and you're comparing, so even though I was looking at Pam in real life, I also took photos just to compare for my own reference. And I was looking at it going, okay, hmm, she still needs more food, still needs more food. And I could see that in person, but then having that information as well to reflect on later and to review what I was giving her gives me the experience for next time to understand that, you know, did I do the right thing or not? And in Pam's case, I did. I certainly did feel like I gave her enough food and she filled out enough Um, and the thing is, is that I didn't even stuff around with Pam. We gave her a three day carb up protocol. So it wasn't like I just gave her carbs on the day because that's not what I do. I know that Pam's got a fast metabolism and I adjust what I do for the individual. And I've got people out there that, you know, are happy with a two day carb up. Their physique is full as hell. I back off the calories and I give them very, very little on show day. I've actually done the complete opposite of Pam and fed someone up. They were that full. I fasted them from the morning to like three o'clock because they maintain fullness, which is absolutely insane, but it happens. And you need to make these tough decisions. It's very hard to say, oh, you're full as hell. Um, let's not eat till three o'clock. And I didn't make that a judgment immediately. It was something that, okay, I'm going to look at, look at her at 10 o'clock. Okay, cool. Look at her at 12 o'clock. Okay, cool. Look at her at two o'clock. You know what? We don't need food. And it's so hard to, to logically process that as, a, as an athlete, but you need to put trust in your coach. Pam was the absolute opposite where I had to keep feeding her, feeding her, feeding her 
because she needed to fill out more. So there's two opposite sides of the spectrum to give you perspective and just the right coach will understand what your physique needs and you're going to be willing to listen to your gut. So not you can't be right all the time, but you need to collect as much information as possible to make the correct decision. So the next question that I have is overtraining, is it real or is it different for everyone? I mean, I'm not a real big fan of overtraining. I think most people don't train hard enough anyway. I'm a big fan of high volume, high frequency, as everyone may know. And um, yeah, I just think that people probably don't feed their body enough food. So the nutrition isn't there. The rest in terms of sleeping and recovery isn't there. Overtraining, very, very rare does that happen. You know, some people might feel run down, but it might be due to other factors like sleep, stress from work, etc. So I suppose when you've taken those variables into consideration, you could potentially overtrain if other factors in your life are affecting your performance. So if you're working very long hours and you're having a, you're living a stressed life or work or relationship issues or whatever it might be, that can certainly impact on your recovery. And then possibly you could be overtraining and you need a, you might need to have a rest day or two in a row. So sometimes with my competitors, they might say, Troy, I'm exhausted. I'm fucked. I don't even muck around. Have a couple of days off. Rest, eat, sleep, no cardio. You know, rest as much as possible. So everyone's different and um, you need to listen to your body. And again, it's all about collecting information. Collecting information is a big difference between knowing that your body's been hit by a truck or a train versus I'm a bit sore. I'm a bit tired from work today. And I don't really feel like going to the gym. Big, big difference because the winners will always push to go to the gym and they'll always want to train. But when you're that exhausted that you struggle to even move in the morning, you probably need a day off. And, you know, a good coach will tell you have a day off. Everyone is different, but you need to listen to your body and you need to give your coach or your trainer, the right information, or if you're you know, working with yourself and you haven't got a coach, listen to your body. Your body's telling you something and you know if you're being a pussy or not. Big, big difference between being a pussy and being logical and, and, and making correct decisions based on how your body is feeling and what your body's telling you. What did I think about the judging for IFB Pro League Nationals? Well, I sort of touched on it before. Judging was definitely much improved from the state shows. There was obviously a lot of inconsistencies, as I mentioned, in the state shows and obviously... Look, I've got an opinion and, um, you know, it doesn't mean my opinion is right, but if obviously a lot of people share the same opinion and they share the same frustration, then something perhaps needs to be done. The judging needs to be reviewed. And I think that the IFB Pro League did the right thing, bringing in a female head judge to do the call outs and obviously to put the right ladies in the middle and to move them around for a proper assessment because... I think certain state shows were let down with incorrect judging. I won't go into detail about that, but look, I was very satisfied with the four ladies, for example, in the overall, because both, not both of them, but all of them displayed, you know, what a true bikini physique should look like, the representation of it, which is, you know, symmetry, proportion, flow, presentation, conditioning, you know, not everyone needs to be super conditioned, but you need to have a balance of everything. I think all four of those ladies in the overall certainly well-deserved. And it was good to see, you know, it, it, it's it's funny because this podcast probably doesn't sound so much controversial because I can see an argument in certain decisions. Nothing was disgusting. There've been some disgusting decisions in the past um, that I don't need to speak about. And I'm sure that some people may agree. Some people might disagree. That's your personal opinion. That's fine. But I'm just glad that we're back on track in terms of rewarding the best physique on stage. And I truly feel that's what was represented on the IFU Pro League national stage. And I'm very happy to say that um, hopefully, you know, leading up to the Arnold's, everything's going to be consistent and we're going to have the same effect. Not the same effect, but the same results. 
Okay, the next question is, apart from the overall winner, who did you really like on the day of the show? Okay, well, I pretty much answered that as well, Christina. Christina, Christina, Christina. I just thought she stood out. As soon as I saw her walk out, I was just like, wow. Okay, here we go. Because I sort of um, had a conversation with her, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. Then um, After the New South Wales, and I thought her physique was amazing. I had to sort of let her know that. And, you know, placing second, I believe, over there. And I just knew that she had something special. But I didn't understand how how nice her physique was until I saw her in real life. And, you know, when you see someone in real life, it's completely different to photos. Obviously she brought in a, a probably a more conditioned physique, a more fuller physique this time as well. But when you see someone in real life, it, their physique really pops. And some, you know, for some people out there that are looking at photos, even in the bodybuilding categories, photos do not do athletes justice. Certain athletes look better in photos, particularly if they don't have the conditioning. But if you've got someone that's got conditioning, and I've got a 3D look to their muscle that can only be sort of appreciated in real life. Photos do never, ever, ever tell the full story. You've got to be there in person to see the physique, to see the conditioning, to see the presentation, and to see what they've got on offer. If you are not there in person, it's very, very hard to judge because you know, you're looking at a 2D image and you're only looking at the silhouette. The silhouette is half the half of the, you know, less than half of the judging because you're looking at the, you know, the flow, the proportion, their structure, but you can't see lines you can't see presentation and posing it's there's no energy through a photo you can somewhat get some energy from the competitors in the photo in their facial expressions but someone exudes confidence right in front of you there's a big difference between being there in person and looking at an image and even you know that i'm looking at the instagram page right now the ifb pro league page it's i've got a triggered memory thinking oh yeah i remember what Liv was doing on stage with that glute pop oh yeah but christina just looked amazing when she walked out because i remember what these physiques look like had i not been there i may have had a different opinion looking at these photos exclusively so it makes it very hard to do a wrap-up on any type of competition if you're not there in person so the next question that i have is do you think the judging will be consistent at the arnold's again i'd sort of just mentioned that i hope so i think that you know the ladies that sort of, I think there was a lot of, there was a big, big discussion and debate around early decisions this year. And, um, you know, it's not, it's got nothing to do with, you know, I probably took the wrong approach and it, it's got nothing to do with the athletes, it's got everything to do with the judging. So the athletes have got absolutely nothing to do with the judging. And I probably said some things that may have been unreasonable to certain athletes, but it's it got everything to do with the judging and the passion for the sport that I have, the passion for the right thing to happen, for the right result to be justified you know, and that doesn't mean I'm right every time because I can't be, no one's right all the time. But, um, you know, I just, I love the sport and I want to see the best physique win, regardless if it's my client or not, you know, and, um, I think it's going to be great for bikini in Australia, you know, moving forward. If we keep rewarding these type of physiques, like I said, the, these four ladies in the overall, all very good for their own reasons. And, um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing all four of these ladies compete again, three of them on an amateur stage and obviously Shana on the pro stage. So hope that answers the question. All right. So I'm going to answer one last question here. So do you think that your podcast had any influence over the judging selection for nationals? I think possibly yes, because if you're creating debate and you're asking questions and demanding something better, then obviously a lot of people are going to get inspired to discuss things. I mean, having a platform like a podcast to you know, to talk about things and review things. I mean, as a coach, I'm always reviewing what can I do better for the athletes? And as an organization, you know, 
the same thing needs to happen with the judging. What can we as an organization need to do to make sure that the judging is to the, up to the highest standard that we want? Because we want to make sure that the athletes looked after. And it's very hard for athletes to have confidence in judging if the results aren't consistent. So I certainly feel like the podcast is a perfect platform to discuss that. And it also gave a lot of ladies confidence to speak up for themselves and to obviously ask the questions to the head judge, ask the questions to Tony Doherty in the pro league. And I definitely think that it would have helped inspire some change because a lot of ladies inboxed me and I said, look, don't just inbox me. I know that you might have not have the confidence to speak up because a lot of ladies may not have done that. And there's probably a lot of ladies that, you know, thought, I'm not too sure about the judging and I'm not too sure about the pro league. I don't want, I'm not sure if I want to compete in Australia because of the conditioning isn't there. Well, ladies, the conditioning is, has been rewarded at nationals. We've got a new head judge, a bikini head judge, I should say. And um, I think that change has been inspired. And if I, if I could say that it was me or I inspired that, cool, it doesn't really matter. I don't really care. I'm just more so concerned about the athletes. I'm very happy that, you know, MJ was the head judge for nationals. And I, I truly hope that she continues on this role for the other state shows and for nationals and every competition leading up. Um, you know, till nationals next year. And um, I hope that she takes that role on. And if she doesn't, then I certainly hope that the judges have learned something and taken something on board in terms of how to judge bikini as a category and what is important um, in terms of the bikini criteria. So anyway, I think that'll do it. Another episode done. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. For those who don't follow me, you can add me or follow me at Troy J Thornton. If you like this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could share it on your Instagram story. And for the people out there that have any topics or questions that you'd like to hear discussed in future episodes, please feel free to DM me. And for the people out there that would like to discuss anything in detail regarding anything that I've obviously mentioned, if you've got a problem with any of the feedback that I've given, please, I love constructive criticism. I love negative criticism because if someone says to me, Troy, look, you're a bit harsh on so-and-so there, and I'm going to look back and review the footage or review the audio, I should say. And I'm going to make some changes because I want to make sure that this podcast is accessible and friendly for everyone. And it's going to be beneficial. I certainly don't want to be, you know, putting people under the thumb and making them feel, you know, a little bit uncomfortable is is probably the word I'm looking for. That's not my intention. That's not what I want. And I may have done that in the past. So please feel free to give me some constructive criticism as I have with the ladies that I've obviously reviewed on this podcast. But yes, looking forward to hearing any feedback at all. And um, yeah, I think that'll do it. So until next time, peace.